Man, so if you missed week one of this series, by the way, if you're jumping into tonight, we're in a series. We're ending it tonight because obviously next week we're talking about basics. We're in a series called This Is What We Do. We, we wanted to start the year off kind of reminding you, or for some of you, if you're coming in tonight, if you're a guest, welcome home. Can you make noise for all of our first-time guests tonight? I know you're all over here. <laughs> want to say we love you. Welcome home. You made it to the last week of the series. Week one, we said, this is what we do. What do we do? We. Say it again. We. We pray. That's what we do. So if you if prayer for you, it's kind of like, man, worship, man, giving, man, showing the church, and then prayer. If that's your Christian life, listen to last week's podcast. It really bless you and encourage you. But tonight, we're not talking about prayer. We're talking about something else that we do. Very basic, very simple. This is what we do. Tonight's title is, We Read the Bible. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we read the Bible. This is what we do. Here's what really, I've been saying this so much. What would I expect from you? Every time I mention a verse, go home and read the chapter. We're, we're jumping into Psalms today. We're jumping into Hebrews today. We're jumping just to those two books. Man, go read the chapter when you're home and, and say, God, let, let it, let it. Speak to me. Here's the reality of life. When we read the Bible, we gain a heavenly understanding of the past, present, and future, which is this. When you read the Bible, this is what you gain. Here's my first idea. Here's what you get when you read the Bible. You understand this. We win. Go ahead, put it up. And God is with us. When you read scripture, you go to the back of the book. You, you, you ever had to, like, do a biography on a book, like, do a bi- on a person, and there's a book? And, and what do you do when it's, like, Tomorrow, you go to the back of the book, right? Anybody else? No, no one else. You guys read the book well in advance, four times over, and you write that thing with your eyes closed, right? No, you go to the back of the book. What does it say in the end? What does the end say? And then you read the beginning. You're like, okay, let's let's make this connect in a great way to show them that I really read this thing. You know what? When you go to the back of the Bible, you know what you get. You get this, every knee bows, every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord. He comes down like a lion. I mean, the the verse, it's, so when you read Revelation, it's apocalyptic literature, so it's not to be taken literally. The Bible says, like, a sword comes out of Jesus' mouth. It's not literally, like, sword. Like, it says his eyes shone like fire. He's not like, you know what I'm saying? That's not happening. It's apocalyptic literature, so it's all symbolism, right? So when you read this stuff, the book of Revelation, man, you get to see at the end, we win and God is with us. You see, here's the thing about free will. Free will. The word says, your Bible says that when God created you, man, we're going with theology tonight. When God created you, I'm so excited. He made you in his image. He looks at you and he sees himself. I don't care if people call it. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're creative. You're, you're, you're the best thing to have because you are made in his image. How am I made in his image? Is it my nose? No. <laughs> For some of you, you got a great nose, right? So probably. But you're made in his image because once he finished designing you, he took dust. I mean, I know, I know one song. What do you see in the dust? That's biblical. God created. He, he grabbed dust and he breathed on it. And you know what he gave you? Like right before he gave you your cheeks, your hair, right? Boom, 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 boom. You know what he did? He, he gave you his image. 
He gave you free will. You're different than the angels. The Bible says in Revelation, we are to govern the angels. So y'all didn't know that. One day when you die as a Christian, you're going to go to heaven with the spirit in you, and you're going to govern the angels. What separates you from angels? What is it? You have a choice, and they are designed to not have a choice. Their one function is to worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Kanye album, that's all angels. That's their function. They got wings. They fly. There's angels right now. Their one job is to go around the throne saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. That's, that's literally what angels are designed for. When God made you, he gave you free will. He says, you could choose me or not. It's up to you. Adam and Eve, here's the tree, right? If you love me, if you, if you want, really want me, right, I'm going to make you my image. But don't eat of the tree because you'll surely die. And the enemy comes in who used to be an angel, who was actually above all angels, and he reflected the light of Jesus, the, the glory of God. He reflected it, and that's why there was a church split in heaven. A third of the angels followed the enemy down to the earth. God casted them out because they saw Lucifer, who was once an angel, and they said, oh, you must be it. But it it was all a doozy, you know what I mean? They got left behind. So the serpent shows up to Adam and Eve. He says, wait, God said if you eat that tree, you're going to die? You ain't going to die. No. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to eat it, and you're going to know what's up. So once they bit, they decided to use their free will against God. You guys, you guys following me? So, so here we are in 2020 where people are doing evil things. Maybe to you, maybe to your family. And you say, if there's a good God, how is someone massacring an elementary school? I don't understand that. Like if you're in all control, God, if you're in all power, God, why are children dying right now? Can I, I can give you the answer. Because that God didn't make us like angels. He gave evil people a choice to not be evil. And once he removes your ability to choose, you know what I'll end up doing? Cursing him anyways. I can't sin anymore. I can't make a decision anymore. You seen Liar Liar? This pen is blue. Watch that movie if you haven't seen it. Jesus. Jim Carrey, the best ever. Pray for the boy, though. That joke's landed right there. (laughs) So God gives free will. He made you in his image. And you say, God, but if you're so good and powerful, how are bad things happening? Listen, read the back of the book, yo. In the end, God will judge the world. It's kind of scary what goes on in the end. And those who curse God will receive the consequences. Those who are raping children will receive the consequences. And those who are evil people. But now, in 2020, he has not come yet. He's coming, though. So what you have right now is an opportunity to bow your knee and say yes to Jesus. Receive him in your life. And you go into scripture and you say, man, we win. And God is with us. What, what else do we get when we read the Bible? Number two, we gain a heavenly perspective. It's like a long view on life. It's like I'm not going to repay evil with evil. An eye for an eye will leave the whole world blind. Can I get an amen tonight? You say amen when the pastor rhymes. 
I'm rapping up here. An eye for an eye will leave the whole world blind. If I repay evil with evil, it's like you, you chop the head of a monster, two heads grow after. It never gets better when you repay evil, evil with evil. But when you read the word of God, when you're in the, like, God's holy word, you gain a heavenly perspective. I don't have to hit you back, bro, because God got me. I don't got to fight with my fists. I fight with my hands up, and this is how I fight my battles. I'm going to worship. I'm going to pray. I'm going to lean into God because he's in control, and he sees me. When you read the word, that's what you get. Here's my question to you. How do you know God if you don't know his word? His word, his word, his word. Like, you know, remember, and we're going to talk about relationships next week, but remember when you started talking to that girl? You remember? You don't remember? Let me remind you what happened. You said, yo, baby girl, what's your number? Okay, 777-371-1111. All right, babe, we're going to go to our first date. But before we go on our first date, I got to hit you up. I got to FaceTime. I got to text you. Why? Because by your words, I will understand who you are. I can't just show up and chill. You know what I'm saying? Well, who are you? What's your favorite color? Burgundy. No. You a Cypress chick, aren't you? You went to Cypress, didn't you? You went to Cypress? <laughs> CC. <laughs> show favorite color? Magenta. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sky blue. As you talk and as you understand the word. Oh, catch that. As you understand the word, as you understand her words, you understand who she is. How do you know who God is if you don't read his word? Let's take it a step further. How do you, how do you say God isn't speaking if you haven't opened his word? Pastor, I don't know what it is. I'm just going to a season of, like, spiritual deafness. I can't hear anything. He spoke already, bro. Your answer's in the Bible. Listen, I'm going to encourage you. There's no new sins. There's, no, there's not a new book of sins. Oh, but I guess the, the, the Bible doesn't say much about that. I guess we can do it. Come on, bro. Get in your word. Understand who he is and what he wants from you. He's speaking. Oh, I love this verse. Psalms 119, verse 105. This is a psalmist. He's writing. I want to encourage you. The Psalms is the only book in the Bible, really, theologians say this, that write for you. The whole Bible is writing to you. The Psalms write for you. It's like your song to God. This is what the psalmist said, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I got this journey called life. I got a bunch of steps to take and decisions to make. And God, your word, the Bible, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Here's my next idea. Reading the Bible keeps us from slipping. Pastor, I keep slipping. Are you in the word? Pastor, I, I keep having sex with my girlfriend. I can't stop. But when you look at 1 Corinthians, Paul literally says those who are in fornication, those who are the sexually immoral will not inherit the kingdom of God. So when you read stuff like that, you go, oh, my God, that's me. Ah! Baby girl, we need to chill. Not like chill, chill, but like chill. Reading your word will keep it'll set boundaries in your life. I can't go there. It's not a sin to go there, but going there leads to that, and that leads to that, and that leads to that. So for that not to happen, I can't even show up. I'm sorry, but I love you, though. 
when you're in the word. It keeps you. It's a lamp to your feet. Here's my next idea. Listen, it's not an idea. It's a question. You're asking this right now. Why should I read the Bible? Why? Why? Seen that video? Why? Here's your answer. You'll see who God is and how much he loves you. Who he is lets you know who you're supposed to be. And how much he loves you and encourage you to walk that thing out. That song we just sang, oh, it's so powerful. Oh, it's so great, isn't it? You love me as you find me, but your love is too good to keep me right here. You love me as you find me. You might, you might be in the lowest hole of your life, and God loved you right there where he found He loves you. But he loves you enough to not leave you there. He loves you enough to not keep you in that same mindset. He loves you enough to not keep you in that same struggle. He wants to take you somewhere else. He wants to grow you. He wants to strengthen you. And that's why you should read the Bible. Here's another idea. Why should I read the Bible? Because you'll learn God's truth truth, so that your life will honor and please him. When you know his truth, you know how to please God. You know how to honor him. So you go, you rest your head. That day you go, oh, God, I did it again. I loved you with everything I had. I served you. I didn't just keep this gospel to myself. I actually spoke to somebody about you. I, I didn't just walk in my own ways. That's like, Holy Spirit, lead me past what, I, what I'm going through. I love, we're going to go back to Psalms, chapter 119, verse 11. I love this verse. Oh, my gosh. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Like, I get the word of God, and I take it to heart. I, I don't just take it to heart. I hide it in my heart. Like, I stick it in my heart, and now, before I slip up, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to fail you again. Because the word is not something I'm hearing. The word is something I'm experiencing. Here's my next idea. Listen, take the word of God to heart, and your heart will change. It's not a focus thing. It's a heart thing. It's not a schedule thing. It's a heart thing. I've seen so many leaders. Pastor, I think the best thing for me in this season is to not serve you. We'll talk about your schedule, but can we talk about your heart first? Pastor, I can't stop slipping. I can't stop. We'll talk about your relationship, but can we talk about your heart first, bro? Because if you take God's word to your heart, your heart will change. Next idea, listen, it's an exchange. It's an ex- When you read the Bible, it's like a, a heart transplant going on. Same thing when you pray. You end up praying for God to curse your enemy, and you end up saying, God, bless my enemy. You pray for God to, to do something, you're like, God, I'm going to do something. You pray, God, for the answer, and you're like, you know what, God, your presence ends up being my answer. I love you so much. It's, it's an exchange going on when you read the Bible. It's a heart transplant. Amen? Amen? I love this verse in Psalms, Psalms chapter 1, verses 2 to 3. It says this, but those who delight in the law of the Lord. Law is the word. Delight is like, yo, when I read this, I got an open heart. I'm going to take it in. I delight in the word. I delight in it. It's just for me. It's always for me. Like there's some sermons, people come up to me, Pastor, that, that, that was for me. Tonight. I don't know about last week or the week before that. That was for my neighbor. Some of y'all hear messages, you like, girl, that's for you. Don't do that. Because it's actually you. I delight in the law of the Lord. And, and who... Who meditates on his law? Meditate. So like, okay, I'm not just going to read it and blow by it, but I'm going to say, God, what are you trying to say to me? 
What are you speaking? I delight in this thing. I'm going to meditate on it day and night. Shout out, Kit Cuddy. That person, right, to the person who meditates on God's law day and night, that person is like a what? What are you? What are you becoming? A tree planted by streams of water. How does a tree survive water? Imagine a tree by a riverbank. Even in dry seasons, you're still connected to something. Even in dry seasons, no rain. But you're so rooted in the things of the Lord. You're always getting water. You're always getting nutrients. And I don't know if, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm so into the word right now. I'm just, boom, it's slapping at me. Streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. People who are rooted in the word. Here's my next idea. Reading the Bible helps us to be fruitful. You probably grew up in churches. All they did was talk about the spirit. All they did was talk about the spirit and pray to the Holy Spirit. You're in that church today. But we also look at the fruit of the spirit. I didn't get too many amens right there. But it's all goody in a hoodie. Because pretty soon we're going to teach on the fruits of the spirit. That the spirit is not just Holy Spirit, tongues and fire. We believe in that. But it should also equip you and encourage you and lead you to be kind to people. To have peace. To have joy. Y'all with me tonight? And when we're in the word, we, we begin to build fruit. We, we begin to get planted, rooted in the things of the Lord. Oh, Hebrews 4.12. Oh, this one hits different. It says in Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful. It's alive. Like, this comes against your idea that it's just some old book with old ideas that has nothing to do with what's going on right now. It has nothing to do with 2020. It's just, it's old. No, but here's the thing about the word of God. It is living and it's powerful. It's alive. Like, I love this, right? I heard someone give an acronym when I was growing up. The Bible actually stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. And that's cool, instructions. But, man, this thing is alive, and it's powerful, and it's moving, and it's speaking. And it's pushing me to become something I've never come before. I love that verse. Can I give you something tangible? Listen, here's my next idea. Make a plan and stick to it. For some of you in here, the Bible has to become a plan. Some of you have to get in a hope group and start reading the Bible together with people, making a plan and sticking to it. So it doesn't go, oh, man, I went whole four months without reading one word, one verse. No, but you got people weekly on you. Hey, so we read that verse. What did you think about that verse? You're like, oh, I didn't read it. It's cool. We love you. It's cool. We're not going to judge you. But man, we really want to grow, right? So let's try, to, let's try to get there. Let's try to read it. Let's try to do it. Because it's the word that's going to let us know who God is and who we are and where we're going and what you're going through. It's the word. So, yeah, you need help, but we need the word, too. How many of you guys seen the show 13 Reasons Why? I'm actually worship team come up. Who's seen 13 Reasons Why? I heard it was morbid, so I didn't watch it. But I heard about it before the show even came out. I heard about 13 Reasons Why. It's great. You know, it's a, it's a great conversation. Here's what's interesting about, interesting about the show. As a homegirl, she makes a really bad decision in a low moment of her life. And I want to encourage you tonight, listen, in your low moments is not the best time to make a decision. Isn't it funny that only when things are really, really tough, you really feel like quitting things, that you know you shouldn't quit? 
And it's only when things are really, really bad. You're like, man, can I really live without this? Can I make it? Can I? It's like it's never a good time to make a decision in a bad time. Y'all with me tonight? I come against suicidal thoughts in the name of Jesus tonight in this room. Come against it. God loves you. And you have a family here. That's, we want to see you here next week at the 7 or the 8.30. We want to see you. But homegirl, she leaves tapes. And, and with the tapes, she's, she's revealing the decision she made with what her word is saying. And I remember just remember the, like, this idea, like, with what you're saying, you're showing people who you are. With what you're saying, what you're leaving behind, you're revealing to the people who love you and want to know you. Why you made the decisions you made. For some of you, you don't know why Jesus died for you on the cross. You really don't, like, why? But when you read his word, Crystal hit it on the head. We were all sinners. While we were still sinners, Jesus died for you. While you were still in your lowest moment, turning away from God. He died not only for those who love him, but also for his enemies. And he said, listen, I love you. I love you. My last idea, I hope this encourages you. I hope tonight you just go home and just read the Bible. And here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. He's the ghost writer of the Bible. <laughs> so the Bible is written by men but inspired by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in us. So his words is being transformed. It's transforming us by the spirit inside of us. It's like a ghost writer over you saying, yo, this is what I meant when I wrote that. You know what I'm saying? This is what I'm trying to say. And it's amazing. Uh, my last idea tonight in the worship team, we could really start singing. I, I love when we sing. My last idea, I'm landing the plane right here. I don't read the Bible. The Bible reads me. This is why we're going to do this. Because this is what we do as a church. We pray and we read the word. Why? Because I'm not just reading the Bible. The Bible's reading me. Hebrews 4.12. Can we go back to that verse? It says, the, the word of God is living and powerful, right? Hebrews 4.12. We just, we just hit that verse. It's the last verse we just hit. And it says this. It's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit, and to joint and to marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. You're not reading the Bible, bro. The Bible's reading you. It is going into your body, into your mind into your heart, into your soul, and on its way out, it's chopping off who you used to be. It's chopping off those bad ideas. It's chopping off those old systems. Oh, can I get anybody in here that believes in the power of reading the word? It doesn't cut you going in. It doesn't just hurt. It removes. It's a spiritual surgery going on. It's a two-edged sword piercing even between bone and marrow. Can I get my phone right there? My phone's right there. Yeah, can I get it? Can we go back to Psalms? The first verse we read today. Psalms 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. The Bible stops you from slipping. Let me prove this verse. Cut the lights out all over this room. Cut it out. at this laptop too. What did the verse say? It's a lamp 
to my, like, without this light right here, bro, I can't safely get off this stage. I can't. I'm going to bust my butt all up in here in front of all y'all. But, but, but once, you see, some, this is our lives right here. We're, we're going to church, and we're doing the Christian walk, and we're trying to do what we're trying to do. And then, and then out of nowhere in September, in September, we get in the, and we, we made, oh, man, I'm over here now. And then, oh, I'll read it next week. And then we slip up. And then, oh, I'm here now. But here's the thing. The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So wherever I go, wherever I go, I got somewhere I'm going. It's leading me. It's leading me. It's leading me. I'm not going to slip up. I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to slip. I'm not sinning like that no more. I'm not struggling like that no more. I know where I'm headed. I know where I'm going. I know what God asked for me because I got a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And you know what's crazy about the word of God? You know what's so crazy? You know what's so crazy about the word? How y'all doing in this section? You doing good? How you doing, Becky? You got a phone on you? So this is what happens. You in darkness right now. And the light of the word led me to you. And what happens when I share the word with homegirl? Uh-oh, you got a light too. Go ahead, girl. Let's go. Can you stand up? Can you stand up? And this is going to do, look, you go that way, I'm going to go this way. You're going to talk to somebody, and when you talk to them, you get make sure their light goes on. And that's how I know that what I did to you really is working. It's when you're able to go to school. Go ahead, girl. Let's go. And I'm going to find somebody else. And I'm just preaching the word. Hey, get your phone on. Let's go. You want Jesus? You, this is the word. Go ahead. Turn it on. Go find somebody. Go find somebody. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Go ahead. Turn your light on. Go find somebody. Find somebody. Find somebody. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is it. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Everybody, turn on your flashlight. Everybody, turn your flashlight. Oh, my God. Yo, turn my mic up. This is what we do. We read the word of God and we turn our lights on. Come on. Let's go. Daniel, get the lights again. Somebody say, this is what we do. Somebody say, this is what we do. His word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Some of you in here, you're living in darkness. God's calling you up to a better life. Some of you, you don't know where to go. You're walking without the light and you're running into walls and you're struggling and you're hitting the same wall. This is the year of illumination over your life. Anybody receive the word of God today? Anybody receive the word of God?